At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. Well, hello to you all. This is Stephen, the man with the hat, and now live from the black ADA studios in Schweinfurt, Germany, it's Lance. And in the GDA studios in Green Bay, Wisconsin, it's Dave. And this is the Global Detection Adventures, the podcast. Hello, my friends. I'm Professor Hans von Puppet, here today for Stephen, also known as the man with the hat, but he's also a YouTube charity fundraiser for cancer research. Your subscription, thumbs up, comments, and sharing, especially the sharing, will help achieve his goal to raise £50,000 for his wonderful charity. Please subscribe today and start sharing. We need you. Well, hello everybody out there. This is Lance. I'm coming to you live from the Global Detection Adventure Black ADA Studios in Schweinfurt, Germany. And with me, as always, is my lovely guest. Oh, hello everybody, Dave D here, high atop of the Lambeau Field Atrium, the home of the Green Bay Packers and the GDA Studios. And Lance, I got to tell you, I'm going to have a real exciting day. First of all, we get to do the podcast. That's always a a plus for me. But right after the podcast, right after the podcast, my truck is packed. I'm going on a virgin site. I saw this. Yeah, I saw this when I was, I was on my way to a meeting the other day. And I was driving by the bay of Green Bay, and there's an old <laughs> supper club there that's been around since the 1900s, and it's torn down. Not only is it torn down, the thing is scraped and scraped a good 10 inches. So it's just perfect, perfect digging. Uh, I don't know what, how yeah, to say it. It's just, they basically scraped off enough dirt that the old stuff is still going to be in there, but the new stuff is going to be gone. Correct. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so, so I, that's that's what I'm going to do right after this, and so I got that going for me. So I'm pretty excited about that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, I've been looking for sites for a long time um, in the past couple of weeks. So I've really been keeping my eyes open, and I I found a lot of really cool sites. And uh, I'm going to hammer this one by myself to see if there's anything in there. And if I do find a couple things, I might invite some of the GDA members to come along and see what else we can find there. Yeah, it's fantastic. So how's it been going? How's it been going with you, bud? I've had a really doing? good week as well. I got a, a message from one of my friends this week. Uh, he's with the uh, the volunteer fire department in a small town here in Germany, and um, so he kept telling me, you know, I work with him also, and uh, so he kept telling me, yeah, I'm going to talk to the mayor of our town. I'm going to talk to the mayor of our town, ask him if he can come out metal detecting in a. I was like, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, you keep saying that. This is now week three, week four. And then finally, I think it was Thursday, he sent me a message. He's like, yeah, the mayor said, uh, just gave you permission not only to metal detect our town, but he's also talked to three other mayors. So you have permission to metal detect the land that belongs to the towns. And it's probably a good 50 square miles worth of land. Wow. So, okay, so you... 
Is it legal in Germany or are you Okay. Germany is a little bit complicated. Each one of the states in Germany, I live in Bavaria. Bavaria, it's completely legal. It's completely legal. Uh, The same thing like when you get up to Berlin area, you know, like with with the same places where uh, Deep Digger Dan metal detects. It's all completely legal. But there are some states like Hessen, I believe it's Hessen, where it is illegal to metal detect. And it's each one of the states has their own um, thought process on it. The former East German states, it's usually illegal to metal detect because of all the training that the uh, the communist bloc and the East Germans did in that area at the time. There's a lot of live munitions still laying around. So they're worried uh, about so people finding it, which uh, to me is Well, it's a safety a, precaution. Well, isn't it? Safety? Yeah, safety but, first, always alert, nobody hurt? Yeah. Aren't <laughs> explosives all encased in metal anyway? <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not up on explosive land. So, so I just always thought it was kind of a, a funny thing to do, you know, tell us that we can't metal detect when we got the perfect tool to find all these things to clear them out. Right. It costs us five bucks. You get a permit. I I don't even know why they even charge us five bucks. Uh, nobody really cares. The, the, the police don't care. Actually, they'll, they'll stop you every once in a while. And hey, what'd you find? You know. So. Yeah, uh, we here, just, you know, as, as, as long as it's not uh, DNR land or, um, you know, public or not public land, but pub, uh, pri- private land, uh, we're, we're, we're good over here. Yeah, and that's the same thing it is over here. Uh, we can metal detect on government owned land uh, without permission. I prefer to personally get permission from the local areas, just like I try and do it with the city here where I live or these two towns so that I have the written permission that I know I'm doing everything right. And um, you also have to have permission from the landowners over here to metal detect, just like anywhere else. Uh, the different rule is, is that uh, anything found over here in Germany or in Bavaria, where I live, uh, if you find anything that's worth any kind of money, uh, 50% of it belongs to the landowner. Automatically, 50% of it belongs to the finder. Um, and then also, the person who metal detects on somebody's land also has to give them a uh, first chance to take or keep any of the items that are found. Well, here it's uh, 100% is to the finder and to the loser, Florida University, bud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, I got a question for you. Um, I did, we, we, I don't, you remember last week we did that live uh, video dig uh, with, with uh, Digger Dudes uh, at that farmhouse? Yeah. And I was, I was having trouble with my, my phone camera pointing it in the right directions now when i was filming myself i could see right in and see but when i'm i turn the camera i (laughs) my aim was off so is there a way where i could switch the video feed to not only look you know i'm looking at it and i'm talking to it and i could see my face but then switch it so i can keep it at the same position but film something else so i could see what i'm filming yeah, well, you know what, I'll, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and, um, yeah, the thing is, I'm going to actually do this while we're talking. So anybody that's on Facebook right now can actually sit here and watch me um, actually doing this. So you can watch me actually filming this, uh, doing this. So, uh, hello, everybody. Uh, what's What it's doing now is that the camera is facing me. I'm holding the camera where I can look at the screen. 
Um, I see my little on the top left of it, it says live and it's counting up. On the right hand side, on the very top, there's two arrows that are pointing left and right. You press that button and then it'll automatically switch it. So now everybody that's watching uh. it is looking at my computer screen. Now I press it again. Now there's a there's a probably a second and a half um, lag time. So you press it again and it'll flip the cameras again. And now they're looking at my ugly mug again. So wow. Okay, that's why we have this. You are the GDA nerd. That's that's why I'm glad I know you. I know you like Star Wars and all that. <laughs> but when it comes to technical stuff. Lance is the man, so I'm I'm glad about that. Uh, hey, Lance, uh, do we got that question of the week? Uh, we haven't talked about that. We got a uh, oh, um, hmm, yeah. Let's do the question of the week. Uh, uh, we haven't any. Sorry about that. That was uh, for some reason yeah, now in the last week. Every time you get done doing a live feed, it's playing it back to you automatically. Um, yeah, uh, I got the question of the week coming up. Right now, uh, just a second. Where is it? Right, not right this now, but yeah, the next now, <laughs> the next now. Uh, don't you love a live broadcast? Yeah, I, you know, I. It might even be the third now with Lance. And he, I just gave you a compliment that you're the greatest nerd alive, <laughs> and he can't even he can't even do that. Uh, no, I can't even read at, what I I can't read all the tags that I placed on our theme song, so <laughs> I can't figure it out. You're making me look bad. All right, here all right. we go. This so, time. the question of the week. Uh, I tried to reach out to a couple of you guys to see if we can find. Uh, somebody who could actually answer what I thought is a very good question. Uh, the question of the week came from Jerry Olson, and uh, he wanted to know, what is the most out of place and unexpected item that you have ever found metal detecting? As an example, you were detecting a new built home, but you found Civil War relics on the site. I think it's a actually a pretty good question. Wait a second. You're at a new home, but you found what? Say that again. Civil, civil, civil war. As an example, civil. Yeah. Okay. Civil, civil war. Civil war, and I'm not talking about the new Captain America movie. Okay. Uh, yeah. Very good question. Very good. Uh, give it a seven. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a very good question. I was expecting to get a lot more people to answer this one, and it just kind of really really shocked me it just well you know what everybody's out metal detecting right now so uh it is that time of the year spring's coming well next week uh next week we actually have a little prize to give away for the question of the week maybe that'll bring more people in maybe because they're looking for a free yeah (laughs) but uh we're so generously uh donated from uh, a man in our group his name is Stephen padley he's from uh Wolverhampton, the UK, he's the inventor of the Draper Mini Shovel Hook. And you could check that out right now on eBay. Just type in Draper, D-R-A-P-E-R, Mini, M-I-N-I, Shovel Hook. It's four words there. Mm. Very small, so it should be easy to type in. And you can see what I'm talking about there. We'll give that away next week on our question of the week. But right now, I want to talk about some great things happening at GDA. Ah, oh, yeah. We got some big news this week. GDA news and what's happening. Do I get some theme music for that? Uh, yeah. yeah, we do. 
Oh, do you? Oh, yeah, cool. The, Let's put that on there. There you and go. The new thing is going. Ah, oh, cool. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> All right. Cut. All right. Here we go. It's <laughs> <laughs> enough. All right. GDA news. Guess what's happening, boys and girls and ladies and gentlemen? Late summer, early fall. Yes, the GDA store will be opened. And you're going to say, well, what's the GDA store? What is the GDA store? Thank you. The GDA (laughs) store will have a ton of paraphernalia related to GDA. We're going to have a clothing line with gloves, hats, shirts, and not just the T-shirts. We're going to have the really nice polo shirts with the GDA logo, your name embroidered, your AKA name embroidered. So we'll have a nice clothesline there. We're going to have, you know, you can get your patches there. You can get your decals there. Uh, we're going to have uh, the the uh, black ADA shovels available there and the uh, MFH uh, field tool bags available there and plus a lot more. So we'll be looking for that in uh, late late summer, early fall, I would say. Yep. Uh, second. Secondly, is that secondly, our podcast is going to go live video stream. That's right. You're going to be able to see our ugly faces live. Now, Lance, we're going to you're going to we're going to do both, right? We're also going to have yeah. the live video. Yeah, yeah why don't you explain that's, that's that? the point. Yeah, what we want to do is we want to give people something that they can actually watch as a podcast, which the video podcast. And the um, the audio podcast, right now we're still weighing the options if we want to do a separate one that's an audio podcast and a separate one that's a video podcast. The video podcast is going to be more like a news show where we talk about stuff that we saw on Facebook, talk about people's uh, videos and finds that they found. When the audio podcast is more going to be interviewing and talking with people and getting to know metal detectors from around the world. Um, so it's still in the works. Everything's still going forward with this one, and it looks like it. I can't give a date. Uh, we have a general idea when we want to start it, but we'll have to see exactly when we can do it. Yeah, I'm thinking by the by the for that one by the end of the season, hunting season, we should have that up and going. Uh, and last but not least, did you ever hear of that GDA network, Lance? Do what? <laughs> you made it up, so I'm gonna, I know you. <laughs> I know you've heard of it. Why don't you explain the GDA network to everybody? Well, this is the thing: uh, the the podcast, Global Detection Adventures, the podcast. We not only pay for the ability to uh, record and host our own podcasts and have everybody be able to download them. We now also have the ability to host up to 50 different shows. That means we could have 50 people providing podcasts to us that we will host and allow people around the world to listen to. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to reach out to everybody out there, anybody who's listening to this. If you have an idea for a podcast that's treasure hunting gold prospecting, metal detecting, whatever it is you want to do. It doesn't even have to be related to metal detecting. If you want to talk about movies, like one of mine that is in the shoot at the moment that me and my cousin are working on, um, if you want to talk about movies, feel free to do about to do it. You have 
complete um, you have complete and total control over everything. Um, it is your show. You can do what you want to do. We try to keep it family friendly, but we will host it and you don't have to worry about sharing it or anything else. It gets taken care of by the GDA network itself. Yeah, so then when you guys are on a long trip and you want to listen to the GDA network and you're just sick and tired of listening to Lance and Dave, bam, you go to the next podcast and there you are. Exactly. You can listen to you can listen to a different show one after the other. So now it's not going to be that easy. We you know, we're not going to uh have some uh the amateur podcast come in here, although you don't have to be professional on like us <laughs> uh, this isn't some that. cable access television show like some people yeah. used to do no we what we need uh to, to have something different <laughs> something uh something interesting uh with a little bit pizzazz so if, if you have any night any ideas you can pm us, pm us and, and let us know maybe uh uh shoot us over a little demo or something of what you want to talk about and uh and then we can put you right in, in into a time slot. So yeah, uh, yeah anybody can shoot us. Uh, just let me know on a PM that you have a demo. I will give you my email address. You shoot me a demo. Let's say uh, make a five ten minute demo and let me know exactly how it's going to hear, and we can go through and check it out and see exactly uh, if this is something that we want to bring in or if it's uh, a good idea. Or we can give even our criticism or some ideas that might actually help increase the audience retention uh lastly uh the the gda patches uh they've been ordered and they're on their way so everybody who's been waiting for them um i should have them in 10 days that's what they said and i'm also getting decals made up uh for windows cars and trucks whatever uh gda decals and and things like that. And we're also working on a new design for the, the GDA local logo just for T-shirts. It's going to yeah. be a little bit something, a little bit more uh, edgy, should yeah. I say. Yeah, uh, you and I little, are kind of going over this. Uh, we're shooting stuff back and forth uh, that we could post on it, that we could actually print onto a T-shirt. And it's not going to be like an iron-on. This is going to be a printed directly into the fabric uh, logo. Yeah. So it's going to be really cool. But uh, we're going to need to pay some bills right now. And then when we come back, we're going to have our our, our guest with us, uh, Mr. Jerry King. And Lance, uh, you want to just give a little description before we go to commercial? Or do you want to go to commercial? And then we'll just bring well, yeah. a little description. Let's just let's just leave it. Everybody's been reading the post that's been going on Facebook, so they know that uh, Jerry King is a uh, mobility chair bound metal detector. But we'll leave the rest for when we get back. Um, just to let you know, uh, we got Stephen Ocker coming in right now, and he's giving us a little bit of a a plug for our questions of the week. So, all right, Dave. So I'll see you just in a couple minutes. Alrighty. The Black ADA Question of the Week. Help us come up with a fun and interesting set of questions to let listeners answer here in the Facebook group. The submitting name will be mentioned in the top answers and be read live on the show with the name of the person who submitted it. Oh man, I've been out here metal detecting all day. I finally got the perfect signal, which was probably a gold brick or a million dollars in coins, and my spade broke trying to dig the hole. 
Has this ever happened to you? I'm pretty sure it has. With the black 88 spades, you will never have that problem again. With reinforced welds and reinforced shafts, the black 88 digging accessories are one of the best on the market, created by metal detectors for metal detectors. So make sure you visit their website at black88.com and purchase yourself one of their fantastic digging accessories. Oh wow, this new spade is really tearing up the ground. Thanks, Black ADA. So visit BlackADA.com. That's BlackADA.com. The side effects of using the Black ADA spades are included but are not limited to addiction to metal detecting, digging holes easier, finding more relics, creating cleaner plugs, listening to the Global Detection Adventures podcast, making YouTube videos, watching V3I Sweeper episodes, watching Detecting Bavaria with Lance and Black ADA. All right, so we're back in. Uh, we got with us Mr. Jerry King. Uh, let me give a little quick introduction to Jerry King. Jerry King is a metal detector, but not just any metal detector. He's a mobility chair-bound metal detector. He's an author and a very happily retired ex-worker for Case. Well, welcome to you, Jerry. Oh, it's a great pleasure to have you here. And I know that your uh, your story is a very inspirational one. A lot of people don't uh, really know the entire thing, um, but your story is extremely, um, uh, really inspirational. And I think it can reach out to a lot more people if they knew everything that was going on. So uh, you are mobility chair bound. You, uh, what is it exactly that you? Uh, that has you in the wheelchair or mobility chair. Wow. And Thanks. Uh, people older than the age of 50, in fact, I think the average uh, onset age is around 55 years old. So anybody who thinks that muscular dystrophy is, is just something that uh, children have, uh, I guess there's a, a second guess that they can have coming. You know, so, this uh, is a live podcast, guys. I, I need to give you a little heads up. Uh, when we came back from commercial, I introduced Jerry, and Jerry gave a really great introduction to what his what his problem was. And unfortunately, uh, your very able host Lance forgot to turn the microphones on for both Dave and Jerry. Wow, <laughs> I, I'm taking that back, Lance. Your technical geek uh, award is being stripped. <laughs> Oh my so, lordy, lordy, uh, lordy! Uh, so I want to go ahead and kind of give a, uh, a little synopsis of what's going on. Uh, Jerry suffers from an extremely rare form of muscular dystrophy that's called inclusion body meiosis. Uh, 
Um, myositis, excuse me. So it's an extremely rare form, and it affects the, the large muscles near the trunk of the body and the smaller muscles furthest away from the trunk of the body. Is that correct? That's right, uh, uh, Lance. It is, it's a very extremely hard to diagnose. And so how long do they think that you might have actually had this before you were actually diagnosed with it? Well, I was I was diagnosed in 2007, but uh, I I know I had some uh, symptoms of it at, at least uh, two years uh, prior to that, and and anybody else who has the same condition, uh, they always say the same too, because you know it takes a long time to diagnose a a difficult disease like I like I have. Yeah. Now, um, are we talking? Are you talking about it's your the, the small muscles, like so are are your legs. Are you able to walk at all with your with your you know? Well, it, it's it's greatly diminishing. I can walk on a hard flat surface, you know, like a like a tile or a uh, uh, you know wood floor. Uh, but if if I get on any soft surface like a a lawn surface or or even a uh, you know plush uh, a, you know, padded carpeted surface, uh, um, I'll I'll be down in probably the second step. Now, does this affect your your arms too, or is it just your waist down? Yeah, no, the the large muscles, you know, uh, my biceps and that have uh, withered to almost nothing, and that's why if you see you know any videos of, of me trying to push a small uh, you know trowel uh, into the ground, I have to use both hands and to lock everything up and basically yeah. put my shoulders did- and the whole upper body behind it. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because uh, it looked like, yeah, when you have those two-handed and you were digging, it looked like one one armor was weaker than the other. Uh, is there any pain involved, or is it is it just, well, uh, just weakness? Some, some people do have pain, and I guess I was just one of the lucky ones that, uh, you know, other than the progressive muscle uh, uh, deterioration of that, I, I haven't had uh, uh, too much pain. So, uh, what, so when... How long have you been metal detecting for? Well, it's when, just uh, almost two years. Okay, so you were actually in the chair before you even picked up the hobby. Is that correct? Yeah, I was, I was at the transition uh, period between, you know, yeah, I don't want to be in a chair, but uh, and I was learning very quickly that I don't want to fall either because, uh, uh, you know, injuries from a fall can be very serious too. So you never actually metal detect, you know, just just walking around and... Swinging, you were always you started in the chair. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, like like many of us, the the lure of metal detecting comes from another person, and I got interested in metal detecting a couple of years ago by reading a uh, uh, a wife of a friend that that does do some metal detecting, and they posted some of their treasure finds, and I got talking with them, and and uh, decided, hey, you know, I'm going to find a way to do this because uh, that's something I think I'd really like to do. So I I bought my my first detector in the fall of 2014. Um, I live in a homeowners association a subdivision that has miles of walking paths, and um, most of that lead to the subdivision swimming pool. And you know, living in Wichita, Kansas, where you know summers are rather hot, uh, um, you can imagine that the likelihood of mothers giving their children uh, a couple of quarters on hot days to purchase a drink while at the swimming pool is pretty high. And and if you know kids, uh, the likelihood that the coins being 
carried by you know by the kids would get dropped on the way to the pool, and and I proved that was correct, uh, and paid for you know or more than paid for the quarterly uh, homeowners association fees uh, uh, just using the coins that I found along along the paths to the uh, on the way to the pool. Well, let me put it to you this uh, way, some, Jerry. So far this year, up until I think it was two days ago, how many coins have you found this year? Just 2016 until May of this year. My uh, my latest count as of right now is uh, 1,629. Ugh, that is wow. insane. That's a lot of beer money. I tell you right there. <laughs> That's, you bet. You bet. You know. So does 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 somebody come with you, or how? Do, I mean, how do you get to these locations? Well, my uh, my bride of 38 years uh, has been uh, so gracious and so kind that uh, you know she'll take me out to you know a spot where I where I want to detect and and uh, she'll drop me off and and come back home and come back and pick me up at a you know predetermined amount of time or and uh, have you never tried uh, never, talking her into joining you? Well, it, she she has come along a few times in that and. And uh, in a uh, another week or so, her sister and and niece will be coming down, and and they want to go detecting. So oh, wow. uh, the four of us will probably uh, get out and go together. So so who is Cindy to you? Is that your that, daughter, that's wife? My, that's, no, that's my wife. That's your wife. Yeah, she just joined yeah. GDA, so she's a member now. Um, okay, so you got this wheelchair. It's a, it's a, it's a modified electric chair. Um, what kind of modifications are we talking about to the chair itself that uh, makes it uh, ready for metal detecting? Well, I just, want, I just want to know about the chair. I know something about the detector itself, but can you just tell us about the chair right now, and then we'll get into the detector. Well, the the chair that I use it, it's a uh, uh, it's not even one of the the more expensive ones. I mean the the uh, you know, expensive wheelchairs nowadays go for. Between twenty-five and thirty thousand uh, dollars. This is a one that's considerably less than that, and it's uh, got the larger front and rear tires on, made by uh, uh, Hartway, and uh, it's a model uh, CEO P25, I believe, and it's got a fourteen-inch tires on the back and ten-inch tires on the front, so it uh, uh, goes across the you know grass surfaces uh, uh, pretty well. Um, at, at first, when I when I started using it, um, I had problems because uh, my arms were so weak that my, my outings were short because I couldn't uh, you know hold and swing the, the detector very well. So um, the other thing is that the footrests uh, were interfering with the not only the swing but also the uh, the coil was uh, was uh, picking up on the on the you know steel in, in the footrest. So. Yeah. Luckily, that that uh, Hartway chair has a uh, elevating seat on it, and also has removable footrests. So what I can do is I I, I raise it up about uh, six inches or so, and and put my feet on top of the uh, the, the brackets or the frame that uh, that are uh, above the front wheels, and so that way I can get rid of the you know the detector picking up on. On the uh, the footrests, um, and it also gives you a slightly better angle for uh, getting your spade into the ground, correct? Right. Yeah. And and the the second thing was uh, okay, where I removed the footrest from. I now I had a there's a socket there, uh, a tube you might want to say that 
I was able to mount a support to uh, put my metal detector on, and uh, I could pivot it. And you know, where before, heck, I couldn't couldn't swing for more than probably five six minutes. Uh, I can go out there now and and uh, you know swing for three four hours and and not even be tired. So that's like your that's like your arm strength right there as the the pivot. So all you need to do is actually go to side to side with it instead of actually carrying the weight of it. Correct? Exactly. Yep. Yep. And the and the, the seat. Of this, yeah. Go ahead. The the seat on my chair also, you know, it goes down to 19 inches above uh, ground level. So that's you know relatively low where I can bend over the front and and use my uh, you know my hand pinpointer and and hope that the uh, the target is in the top, you know, three or four inches that and I can, uh, uh, you know, find it and, and and get a dig and get it pulled out of the ground and and uh, but the seat on the chair also has another nice feature that it uh, it goes up high enough that on Sundays when I want to go watch the Packers play uh, at the local <laughs> establishment, yeah. I, I can have table height and, and be with everybody else. So uh, now this is chair Packers boys. <laughs> Does this does this seat go up and down, or do you have it? You know, you have to adjust it before you go metal detecting. Is it? It, it electronically goes up and down. It goes wow. as low as nineteen, and I think as high as like uh, twenty six inches. Oh, that's fantastic! So you can really rock right. the people behind you in the stadium. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, uh, I know that you have an altered uh, 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 an alteration to your metal detector. Uh, what metal detector do you actually use? I uh, I have a Garrett AT Pro. Okay, now you have on your Garrett AT Pro an alteration that allows you to more easily metal detect in the chair. Now I'd like to kind right. of hit on this. You got to remember this is an electric mobility chair, so there's a large EM field that's coming off your chair from both motors as you move. The second thing is, is there's a ton of metal in this chair. So what is the one thing that helps your metal detector um, with you in the chair? Well, yeah, not only the things that you mentioned, but also there's uh, two uh, Group 24 12-volt batteries that yeah. are mounted uh, on the lower front side of, of, uh, of, the, of the chair. So that's another, you know energy source that you know has to be considered but uh, um, I worked with uh, Anderson detector shafts and they supplied me with a slightly longer and I'm, I'm saying I only gained about three inches but it was the three inches that I needed to to get the coil further away from from all the electronics on on the chair and uh, I could probably go a little bit longer uh, but the the coil cable uh, only allows it to be so far away from from the detector. So, uh, by not by not coiling the cable around the the shaft, you know, like like most people have to do, I I run it straight down and just have a a single uh, piece of tape down at the bottom to secure it to the shaft. Yeah, I noticed the electrical tape that was on your shaft. Mm -hmm. The um, now the the great thing that I love about this is that you know something like this they have never created something like this before for anybody that was uh, in a mobility chair, correct? I'm, I'm not aware of any, no. And then also your pivot that you have on your chair, it's not being created for anybody, correct? 
No, that's something that I uh, that I made uh, out in my garage by myself. Uh, the socket that the footrests uh, fit into, inside of it, have a, um, a steel um, contact that supplies 24 volts to the uh, electrically adjustable um, foot uh, or leg rests. So there's uh, electricity in there, so it's not just something I could take a piece of steel or a piece of conduit and shove down in there because, you know, I'd probably uh, uh, blow something up or blow the batteries or short something out. So what I did is I got a, a three-quarter inch oak dowel and, and drilled a, a hole in it to fit over that, uh, uh, you know, that contact and, and then, you know, use that as my riser. And above that, I've got a another uh, uh, offset piece um, that supports a, a yoke that the um, detector fits into and the importance of the offset is that when I bend over or something like that I can I can move the whole detector out of my way and, and give me more room for bending over the front of my chair and and digging in the ground. I just find this so amazing you know a lot of people they, they look at this hobby and they're like no you know I'm in a situation I have something that prohibits me from being able to do it you took this as an opportunity to say, you know what, forget that. I'm going to not only do this, I'm going to create my way to do this that works for anybody that's in my exact same position. So basically, everything that you've created is now an inspiration for anybody that's out there. There's no more, I can't do that. That's true. You know, I, I, I sort of like to... Uh, define disability by each letter of the word with the the, the uh, very first letter D is determination or the resolution, will, power, and strength of character. And second letter is intensity. Uh, uh, that's the mental strength and the mental power uh, that you need for detecting even if you don't have the physical strength. Yeah. Um, the S in disability is strength of mind and is probably the most important one because uh, it's uh, you must be able to emerge from failure without losing confidence, and and uh, you know that's the same with with any detector. I mean, uh, there's no detector out there that that uh, doesn't uh, you know get disappointed when he digs a bottle cap or a or a piece of aluminum or something like that, and you know you you can't quit. You gotta you gotta go on from there. The aid in this ability uh, is a strong desire to do or achieve something, typically re requiring determination and often hard work. Uh, the B is is brotherhood. You know, I think we all belong to an association of men and women that uh, uh, you know comprise of friends or group members or club members, all united for uh, common purposes. And in the disability community, uh, we also have that. You know, other people with the same disease. Uh, uh, we talk all together about, you know, hey, what's the easier, better way of, of accomplishing something that uh, normal people can do that, you know, you can no longer do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Just the, like our group. The, yep, exactly. The L in, in, uh, in disability, is I, I label that for a liability or the state of being responsible for something, especially by law, and respect for others, pe other people's uh, uh, property. Um, the eye, the second eye, is imagination, and you know, I guess that's something that we we all have to have uh, in metal detecting. You know, it, it helps 
make knowledge fundamental to integrating experience and the learning process. I mean, how many, how many times uh, uh, or how many hours does it take us to really learn our, our metal detectors to, to get the most out of it? And mm. in my case, man, I, I really uh, had to learn mine because uh, you know every 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 bottle cap that I that I pick up instead of a coin is uh, is a lot of wasted uh, effort and and, and time that you know, I, that I don't have. Uh, the T in disability is tenacity or the persistence, determination, the perseverance to to stay at it. You know, I I went from being able to hold a metal detector and work with it for about five minutes and. Like I say, I can go, you know, three, five, six hours now on, on my chair and, and uh, hang in with, uh, uh, you know, with the best of them. And the why in disability is, is uh, uh, yearning, you know, a feeling of intense longing for something. You know, for some of us detectorists, it might be finding some gold or silver and others of us uh, rejoice uh, just finding a, a weak penny and some of us just enjoy being able to enjoy the the great outdoors that you know God has provided uh, to us. Coming from a true writer, <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's that's just uh, that's brilliant right there. That is fantastic uh, stuff. What? Uh, so you're from you're from the you're from Wisconsin originally, correct? Is it, you're from that's uh, true. Yeah. the Wausau area? That's correct. Yep. Right. And where you and you're living now in Wichita, Kansas. That's correct. Yeah. Is that? Uh, do you ever see the Tin Man or the Lion or the Scarecrow around there? No, just yeah, no. In fact, I've been here since uh, let's see, since 1995, and I've uh, yet to see a tornado. And I think I read about as many about as many of them up in Wisconsin as I as I uh, hear about uh, down here. Do you have any? Uh, what, what what type of places do you hunt at? Besides uh, just parks or old sites? Well, you know, different than. Than everybody else, you know, um, I can't just go out and, and uh, you know search on a map and, and find an old uh, homestead out out in the boonies, uh, uh, you know, because of, of uh, you know my restrictions of being in a chair. You know, I've got a approximate three inch height between the bottom of my chair and the ground surface, and it sort of limits me on how rugged the terrain I can maneuver over. And uh, as you can imagine, it's probably nothing worse than being immobile alone and and having your wheelchair stuck on a soft surface that uh, if you stand up from you're going to end up uh, you know falling and poking your eye out so yeah. so <laughs> most most of the sites you you're just basically grabbing clad you're not uh or spendables but uh you haven't really actually hit silver yet is that is that correct? well that's that's true you know and you have to ask yourself you know how how, how deep could anybody dig uh, when you're limited to sitting on a 19-inch uh, uh, high uh, uh, chair and and had the, you know, zero leg strength? You know, for the most part, I only dig targets in the top four or five inches of earth, and that explains why I dig so many clad coins and not pull out uh, any silvers. You know, would it uh, would it be easier to uh, to use one of the shovels, the smaller shovels, spades that with a T bar instead of the uh the trowel itself. Well, and until recently, my my digging was uh, limited to the top, you know, three to five inches or so, and and uh, uh, with the help of a shovel that I received from from a Facebook uh, guy uh, by the name of Chris Agar, and and 
the shovel builder Jason Olson, uh, they sent me a, a shovel that works uh, pretty well with my chair in that I, uh, when I find a, an object that, uh, uh, you know, with my detector, but I can't pick up on my pinpointer and I know it's more than four inches deep, I can set the shovel up and, and raise my, my chair up and prop the T-handle the underneath the um, angle iron on the front of my chair that supports the seat. And then I'll sort of lean forward and lower the chair seat down and, and wiggle at the same time, push and the, the chair and, uh, and my weight um, helps push the shovel into the ground. And when I get it into about as deep as I want to go, I, I raise the chair up and back up and lower the chair back down to the lowest thing. And then because I don't have much uh, hand strength to grab the right. shovel with, I, I wrap my arms around the uh, the shovel and and use my back muscles to um, you know pull the shovel back and hopefully uh, pop the uh, pump of dirt out of the ground that that includes the the target that I'm going after and you know that, that's with that's my, that's with my pin pointer and, and the, the the target's not in the plug I I go at it again and try to grab uh, another uh, you know a couple two three four inches of, of dirt in the hole and go through the the same uh, same gyration again. Well, that's determination. Now you're it's doing all this, and you're actually filming all this at the same time with your camera. I mean, how how can you be? For for me, it's myself. <laughs> I'll go out, and it's like I don't want to bring the camera out. I don't want to bring the, the my my GoPro out at once because I, it just to me it's like uh, I don't really want to. I just want to go metal detecting. But now you're doing all this. You're manipulating the shovel and you're filming at the same time. How, how do you manage the filming of your videos? Not very well. <laughs> well they, they look pretty good to me. I, yeah, the right. videos are fantastic. Well, I've, and I, as much detecting as I've done, and I've got like uh, you know 180 hours of detecting done this year, I think I've only uh, uh, put together a couple of videos, and that be because it is difficult, you know. I, I've got so darn much other stuff to do, um, you know, digging up a coin or locating and digging up a coin and, and controlling the, not only the, the forward and backward progress of the chair and the positioning of the chair and, and the height of the seat and, and whatnot, that uh, a camera just adds another, you know, dimension to the, to the, uh, to the whole uh, uh, saga. So, but I have been able to, to uh, you know, put a couple together. Uh, the one was um, a dig that I had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, uh, during some 50 mile an hour winds, when the, the I could barely keep my the cap and, and my headphones on my head because of the wind, and yeah, I saw that. In one. fact, I had a I had to cover up the whole video with uh, with music basically because uh, the wind was so bad uh, uh, at the camera. And now, uh, Jerry, uh, you do have a YouTube channel. Uh, what is the name of your YouTube channel so that people can go and visit? Uh, people like Sarah Garrett, she really wants to know where that's at. Well, that's, uh, I, uh, I call it uh, that power chair detecting guy. That power chair detecting guy. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's what a lot of the uh, uh, people in our neighborhood and, and at, the, at the parks and, and that I go to and whatnot, they, you know, they don't know my name or where I live or anything like that, but you know, they say, oh, there's that power chair detecting guy. You know? <laughs> so, so that's sort of the label I've kept. 
I'll go ahead and share that link right now on our Facebook group. Uh, Dave, you got another uh, your yeah, next sure. question? Uh, okay. So the chair, you have some modifications. What would you like to have on the chair that would help you the most? Something that you've thought of or something that you wanted to add to it that would help you? Well, if I could design a, a backhoe for the front of it, that would sure be nice. <laughs> backhoe? <laughs> you might just, yeah, just turn your wheelchair into a backhoe. That's a, yeah, there we go. To me, the, uh, um, I'm happy with the, the process and the procedure that I, that I have you know, using you know, what I've developed in that. And, and now it's just uh, you know, being able to stay on the chair, uh, you know, not fall off. You know, because you can imagine you know, once, once I'm down, you know, that's, that's one thing about this disease. I cannot get up uh, from a seated position or I cannot get up uh, you know, if I fall on the ground. Um, you know, and weighing 185 pounds, you know, it's not uh, just something I can, you know, grab onto my chair and pull myself up because I don't have the arm strength and I've got nothing in my legs to uh, help me do that. So, uh, the main thing is just to know that I, I stay upright in the chair and, and if I go on, on sites that have, you know, are gently rolling hills or something like that, I have a, uh, a seat belt on my chair that uh, will physically hold me uh, in place on the chair so I don't uh, you know, tip over the front when I'm reaching probably a little further than what I should. Mm. Yeah. What, kind of pro- what kind of provisions do you bring with you um, when you're out there? I've got an old uh, World War II um, gas mask bag <clears throat> with a long strap on that I attach to my left hand uh, armrest. And in it, I have my my little uh, Lesh digger that uh, I did modify a little bit and put a larger uh, handle on it, which is actually a a motorcycle hand grip that uh, is better than the you know the red plastic handle that uh, Lesh uh, provides on on their standard uh, hand digger. Um, and then I you know I, I pop my uh, my Pro Pointer AT pin pointer in there and. That's also the bag that uh, you know I put my trash in that I find, uh, um, and I've got another bag that I have a little flip-top container that um, that I put my coins or my you know jewelry finds uh, into, and and uh, one thing I I do different, you know I I watch a lot of videos you know, when I'm home, and you know everybody's got their different ways of cleaning coins out in the field, and they like to be able to show it and. You know, I don't take the time to to clean and examine my coins in a field. Uh, I grab them dirty, throw them in that in that container, and I don't clean them till I get home because I value each minute out in the field so much. You know, I I get enough right. home time that yeah. I I can clean them and and uh, um, you know log them in my spreadsheet log and and go from there. Yeah, well, hopefully you'll get some some silver. In the near future, uh, 1,600, over 1,600 coins, you're due. That's you know? unbelievable, man. And if I, have to come out, if I have to come to Kansas and just put one in there for you, I'm going to do it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think you're definitely due for a silver coin. So you I'm going to send Patrick, you some karma. Patrick White, no, he'll come out there and bury one there for you just so yeah. you can find There we go. There we go. You know, I, I'm gonna, I, I've got another uh, friend uh, uh, that's a retired uh, <clears throat> state trooper that uh, – 
oh, about every two weeks we'll come and, and uh, grab the keys to my ramp van, and he and I will go out. And uh, he did treat me to a trip out to south uh, western Kansas on a 25,000-acre permission that he has. Wow. And uh, uh, on that permission is an old uh, um, military outpost uh, from, oh, that was up uh, just for a couple of years, around 1865, that uh, was a, uh, a stopover between Fort Dodge, Kansas, and Fort Supply, Oklahoma. And uh, you know, Keith uh, Harris is his name, and, you know, I really enjoy the time that uh, he and I have together. And we went out there, and we, we, between the two of us, picked up about a half a dozen three-ring bullets and a bunch of other miscellaneous metal and uh, you know, lots of nails of, of all uh, various different sizes, and we started heading up uh, one of the old trails that, uh, believe it or not, is still visible uh, leading up to the fort, and we started going up this uh, uh, pretty steep hill, and I looked at the battery indicator on my, on my, uh, on my wheelchair, and it was uh, you know, past the halfway mark, and I said, I think we... We better not do this anymore. So that was that was the end of, of that day. But we spent about uh, five hours uh, on the, on that location, and I just uh, really thoroughly enjoyed that. And hopefully, him and I will head, head out there again uh, this summer. There's really no limit to what you're doing. You're going out to places that, you know, uh, even some people who who have full mobility would kind of think twice about. It. I mean. If I hear 25,000 acres, you know what I think? Yeah, I don't know if I have the time for that. But you're going out there in a mobility chair with your metal detector and going out there and just going through it. It's just unbelievable. It's, I have yeah, the most, utmost respect for you and your drive and will and determination. Yeah, the... Uh you know, the, the main thing is, you know, I wish I had wider tires, you know, and there, there's a lot of fancy uh, rough train chairs available, but uh, most of them are not uh, uh, compatible with uh, going into a, a ramp van, which I need for, for transportation. So, you know, I'm limit, limited to the width of the chair that I can use, but uh, I, I, I make do with, with, uh, with what I have, that's for sure. Uh, well, what I'm going to do is right now, I'm going to give a, a shout-out to all our GDA members and everybody who's not a GDA member but listening to the podcast here. Uh, you know, Jerry's a great inspiration to anybody who's not only dealing with uh, his symptoms and his, his disease, but also, uh, you know, his... his uh, machinery that he's using and his wheelchair that he's using to get around um i like to anybody that could you know help him out with ideas or uh things to make his wheelchair more accessible to to more uh, rougher rougher terrain uh you know please pm us and we'll definitely forward that on to jerry you know to help out and uh and let's see if we can build this something, some power chair, and maybe we can actually get a backhoe put on that thing for you. Yeah, maybe we can get a backhoe, some monster truck tires. We'll we'll get some stuff on there for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That all sounds good, but uh, we, I think we all know in reality none of that is uh, probably possible with the uh, uh, limitations of the van, and and I'm not sure how many uh, uh, parks that would appreciate if they see a, a power chair with a. Uh, 
uh, excavator on the front of it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we well like, I'd like I'm to glad give you, you a, a comment real right. quick that came in from actually our, our, our brother admin on the GDA group, uh, Robert Hope, or Bob Hope as everybody knows him. He wants me to tell you, well done on your on overcoming your disability, Jerry, and an, you are an inspiration to metal detecting. Well, thank you, Bob, and, and I appreciate that. And If I could, I'd like to give a special uh, shout-out to my wife and caregiver, Cindy, for her uh, you know, caring love and understanding uh, and having a spouse with an irreversible condition and, and uh, just really totally want to thank her for transporting me sometimes on a daily basis to and from my detecting spots uh, around town and and all the rest of the kind things and the care that she provides for me. Well, well tomorrow like is to a special day, so you might as well go ahead and wish her uh, what goes on tomorrow, today, and maybe she can hear it tomorrow. Okay, yep. Uh, she's the mother to uh, two fantastic kids, David and and uh, Laura, and I'm sure she'll be hearing from both of them tomorrow, and wish all the rest of the mothers out there a, a happy Mother's Day tomorrow. Well, right. Jerry, it's, it's, it's an inspiration. You, you are somebody that can speak to not only the people that are metal detecting now, but people who had thought that they couldn't do it. You've breached that boundary, and you prove that it is possible for everybody to come out and enjoy the hobby. And I truly appreciate and admire you for that. Well, I appreciate the, uh, the time to, to tell my story. And, you know, I've, I've been approached by, you know, other elderly folks and other people in, in power chairs and questioned. And, and uh, you know, I offer any, any of my um, pre-learned uh, knowledge um, on how to be able to uh, go metal detecting, even if you're in an uh, unfortunate uh, case of being in a, a power chair. Yeah. So, so if anybody wanted to get a hold of you uh, or, you know, talk to you about this, where, where can they, how can they do that? Yeah, they can probably reach me uh, um, on Facebook under Jerry King, Jerry with a J. Uh, K-I-N-G is the last name. Or they can, uh, uh, they can email me at uh, wispoak. Uh, Wis, as in Wisconsin, W-I-S-O-A-K, oak as in, you know, the tree, wisoak at AOL.com. That's, That's great. fantastic. Well, they Jerry, I'm, I'm, re I'm really glad that we, we got to speak to you. I remember I, I, I saw some of your stuff oh, months back, and I was trying to get a hold of you, and we finally touched base, and I'm, I'm really glad we did, and I'm glad you're a member of uh, Global Detection Adventures, and I'm looking forward to uh, many more videos. And uh, I'm, I also want to thank your wife, Cindy. She's just uh, she's joined. She's a new member now, and uh, hopefully we'll see a lot more of your videos in the near future. Yeah. All right. Well, I thank too. you guys for for all you do uh, for the metal detecting. I, I know there's a lot of work not only with the podcast but all of your uh, other metal detecting initiatives that you have going to and really appreciate it. Wow. We do what we can. We're just trying to help spread the love. Uh, but you're an inspiration <laughs> to people. And uh, that should be something that needs to be recognized. All right. If anybody else has any more questions for Jerry King, you can also send them right now to our Facebook uh, page. 
uh, under the podcast, and uh, we'll forward them on to Jerry, or Jerry can just pick them up at when he comes and visits our site. Uh, you can PM Lance or myself if you guys have any ideas or ways to uh, help his, his metal detecting ventures uh, more comfortable. And uh, again, I want to thank Jerry King uh, for being on our show this week. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll get to speak to him again in the near future. And we'll see, uh, see how he's doing and, and uh, how he's uh, managing. And maybe uh, we'll see uh, some new, uh, a new uh, chair or, or some, some uh, uh, accessories that he'll, he'll put on that chair. And we can update you on that. Now, and if I ever get that first silver, you'll be able to hear... Uh Hear the rejoicing all the way to Germany. Yeah, I'll probably hear the <laughs> screaming right over here. All right, well, we're looking forward to that. As soon as you get that, man, you know where to send it. All righty. All right, you have a good evening. Thank okay, you, Jerry. thank you. Bye. That was wow. Jerry King and uh, inspiration. Absolutely. Uh, determination is, uh, to me, is the key there. I mean, what he's just – did you hear him explaining how he – he uses his digger to just dig a hole for like it was just amazing how he how he manipulates the chair and uses all the different pressure points and it's yeah. like oh man i just like if i had to do that i don't know if i if i would have the will to do that yeah, but this I, guy that's, is just that's amazing the thing that i find so amazing about him uh most people would just kind of give up at a point you know but he's overcome it he's adapted he's adapted his chair to even help him metal detect it's amazing yeah, I, yeah, it just it, and when he told me about that digger and how he props it up under his seat and lifts up and pushes down, it's like, and then he's filming at the same time. It's like, oh man! And now I feel like an <laughs> I feel like a, a weak weakling my, myself, just hearing how he how he manages. But uh, uh, that was just, just great to talk to him. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I mean, uh, I hope that people out there listening to this, they can realize, you know, maybe they're dis disabled and they're watching, you know, TV shows like Diggers with our friend KG or uh, a couple other people out there. Um, but it, just because you're disabled doesn't mean that you have to give it up. You have to be able to learn, adapt, and overcome. And that's exactly what he's done. That's some. That's Marine talk, man. You're not in the Marines, are you? Yeah, I was in the Army. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. That wraps it up for Jerry. You got any? Well, let's see. Um, <clears throat> do we have any in there? Anybody? Any questions there on the Facebook page before we move on here? Uh, no, uh, I think uh, we're all caught show. up. Okay, I'm gonna just give a little bit of update. Uh, in the last hour, uh, I've been getting messages from Steve Lafemme. The Flam, F L A M M, and uh, he's been dying to find something really great that he, that I can mention on the show today. <laughs> and he's been at three permissions so far, and uh, all he can come up with is a couple wheat pennies. And now he's working on his fourth permission. <laughs> and so, uh, and if you see some of his posts, he's got some really great finds. He just found a um, a half seated. Uh, dime the other day and uh that, that that was a great find and i said all right well go out in the field today and he's out with his buddy and let's see what you can bring in and i'll mention it on the show so all he's got so far is a button and a couple wheat pennies and he's digging some older homes so steve don't <laughs> let me down you still have about two minutes 
<laughs> Anyways, that's enough of him. Well, I want to um, give a, a big shout out to the 30 people who are listening to us live right now. I know it's not, it doesn't sound like a lot of people. Uh, it's a live show. Uh, we, me and Dave, we both know that our show isn't really the live show. It's the show that comes after it. That's the re- downloads through iTunes and everything else that gives us really the people are listening to later on when they're driving to work or whatever. So a big thank you for all the 30 of you. And, uh, well, yeah. we got, we, how many followers are, we, there's a, there's a over a, a good, a good chunk over 2,000 followers right now. We have 2,340 followers. On the, watching the podcast yeah. in the last they couple of weeks. They either listen to us live or download our show each week. Our well, before we go, first thing is first. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there tomorrow. And that's in the United States. Now, do they celebrate Mother's Day in Europe? And the exact same day. The only thing that's different day. is Father's Day was this last Thursday. So we had a day off from work. But uh, Mother's Day is the exact same day as it is in the United States. So happy Mother's Day to my mom, Mom Dina Talley in Buffalo, New York, and to my wife, Diane. Happy Mother's Day. And uh, I also want to thank Stephen A., the man with the hat, Stephen Auger. Yeah, I got to give a shout out to him. For his great voiceover work uh, on the show today. It's uh, brilliant. Uh, You did a great job, Stephen, and I really appreciate it. well, I'd and, like to go uh, ahead and kind of inter- interrupt you right there. Uh, I want to go ahead. Uh, anybody who subscribes to Stephen Ocker that, on his video channels, they know that um, something has happened where he's unable to post any kind of external links or anything else on his videos. Please uh, listen to us. I'm posting his advertisements at the beginning of the show. Go to his YouTube channel. Click on subscribe. Click on like. The reason for this is because uh, Stephen Ocker has a charity that he's raising for cancer research. He needs as many people clicking on subscribe and like as possible so he can raise 50,000 pounds for cancer research. So please go see Stephen Ocker, the man with the hat, and check him out. Subscribe and like. And uh, help us help him... uh, Get some people and some backing to help get that fifty thousand pounds, British pounds, for cancer research. Yeah, this this guy is a is an innovator, and I, I told him before I really like his style because he's always seems to be one step ahead of everything when it comes to technology. And he was doing something really great on YouTube, and I think he's going to be doing that with you too, Lance. Um, he'll he'll challenge somebody to a a a fines war. Basically, he'll go out. And see what he can get, and you'll go out. He'll challenge another YouTuber or, or metal detectorist, and they'll go out and see what they can find, and then they'll pit their finds against each other, their best, their best find of the of their of the day. Yeah. And then you can actually, it's interactive. You can actually vote for you know the best the best find. Now I know he was doing it on YouTube. But what, now he's in like a new YouTube jail because of something? I, I don't understand. Yeah, it's, but. it's some whole rigmarole, some kind of legal thing that's 
I don't even think it has to deal with anybody in particular. I think it has to deal with YouTube themselves. And I think the problem is they had their bots uh, uh, probably a little too high strung, you know, like the, the, the Androids and Star Wars. I think they, they had their batteries a little too charged too much that day. And they started just turning everybody off. And unfortunately, he was uh, caught up in it. Yeah, but, well, you got to check out his videos anyways. Uh, I've been a subscriber for a long time. And they're they're very good, and he's like I said, he's very in innovative, and he's he's always one step ahead of every everything that comes out tech, you know, in the, in the technical field, just like Lance, except for today, ah, and last <laughs> week, and the one before that. Hey, it wouldn't but, uh, be a live show if I didn't mess something up. Ah, uh, yeah. No, you're you're great, Lance. Without you, I you know I'd be lost because you know I mean I know some stuff, but yeah, forget about it. I wouldn't even, this podcast would never gotten off the ground if it wasn't for you. So I I really appreciate the, all the work you do. Uh, I'm going out too, and I'm going to be making some videos. I I do have a YouTube channel called the V3i Sweeper. Um, I I started it last year. I probably have about uh, 25 show you know 25 videos in the can. Um, I really haven't really gone out yet this year. I did something small, but uh, I'm gonna, those videos will be starting up again. And, um, and also, I'm going to be doing some live dig feeds like I did last week with other members from our group. Uh, I'll go be I'll be visiting some of the other group members. Uh, well, probably in a three to five hour uh, circumference, so I can get there, do a, a live dig with them, and then have time to get back home without being too burnt out yeah I would, but uh, 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 and i'm going to be doing the same thing as long as i have good connectability out there in the middle of nowhere germany uh with my cell phone then i'll be doing the same thing as well but uh that's all the shout outs for me uh lance i you, got, I got two because up? of mother's day coming up tomorrow i'm going to give three very important shouts out and shout outs from me uh first and foremost is to my beautiful loving caring and the person who helped me through my ptsd even to today my beautiful wife Antje, also known as gg digger hopefully we'll be getting her onto the videos uh my uh detecting bavaria with lance and black ada really soon and then to my two mothers it sounds complicated if you know me then you know the reason uh my mother bernie who raised me up from a baby, and my mother, Debbie, who gave birth to me back in the 70s, the reason why I'm a hippie baby. <laughs> uh, I think you missed the hippies. You're more of a, I don't know, a disco boy. Oh, don't even yeah. get me on that <laughs> one. All right. Well, from uh, the GDA studios here in Green Bay, I'm Dave D, and out there in Germany land, that's Lance, and we're Global Detection Podcast. Again, I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank Jerry King and every everybody who makes this show possible. And that's all you GDA members. Because it wasn't for you, there wouldn't be GDA. Yeah, and thank you. Uh, from me, I want to thank everybody. I want to uh, really actually give a, a shout-out to, to the guys who uh, created our theme song. Um, without them, our new theme song would have been completely useless. Uh, the name of the band is Free Rain. The song is called McMetal from 1992. And uh, thanks to Adam Reisman for the new theme song. So, from me in Germany and from you, Dave, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. Home of them Packers. 
We're going to yeah. wish you guys Bob, happy hunting. And I'm out of here. My truck is running and ready to go. Yeah, all right. I'll you s- get out there. I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. All right. Talk to you in two weeks, guys. Next uh, next guest is going to be Stephen Ocker himself. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. This has been a Production of the GDA Podcast Network.